Welcome to Run Amok with Rex and Chuck. I, of course, am Chuck. To my left is Rex. You you are uh, Rex. I yeah, okay. Rex. Yeah. yeah, all right. Thanks. A little screwed up today. I'm not that screwed up. Of course, we have our producer, Nate, who we have to give him props. Mm. Way to go, Nate, today, because he snagged for us a huge get for oh, yeah. Run Amok with Rex and right. Chuck. So we've had guests on before, but it's always been like... I'm a little nervous. I got to be honest. Yeah, uh, a little bit. <laughs> a little me too. Um, it's always nervous. been like us plus friend, you know, right. or we've had a uh, daughter, Araya, on yeah, a yeah. couple of times. But today... Uh, we're privileged not just to welcome a friend, but an internationally known musician, Ooh. a true celebrity, a man who has gone on tour with various musical acts across the globe, who has actually had a sandwich named after him in the UK. Pot pie. Oh, what is it? Uh, pot pie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you ever had one of those sandwiches? They're pretty good. Yeah, the yeah. big lad, uh-huh. which as it turns out is a pie and not a sandwich. Uh-huh. So my apologies to the UK. Um, but in any case, it is our great privilege and a humbling honor for us to welcome internationally renowned drummer and drumming instructor when he chooses to be one. Nice. Mr. Jeffrey Perez, welcome to Run Amok. Thank Rex you, and Chuck and Rex, Rex and producer. Um, <laughs> so that was quite the introduction. Right. Uh, Have I, you ever been intro like that? Not quite, you know, because there's a reason I play drums. I, <laughs> I like to stay a little bit back. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a little bit of introvert there, but uh, mm-hmm. nice. that was nice. I, I appreciate it. I do what I can. It's uh that's what James Brown would say. Give the drummer some. So, oh, yeah. Well, he did it. You did. Now, Very nice. Why is that? Was he wasn't the drummer, was he? <laughs> you James know what? Brown. <laughs> he probably did everything. <laughs> I think he just felt bad for the was, drummer. Yeah, that's what I was saying. No, but, he, uh, he was the star, right? Yeah, he he was the star, and he would yell at the band. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and the band would say, "Yeah, spot yeah. on, Ed. All right, spot on." I got to see him at the Del Mar Fair, and it was like one of the last shows before he got arrested and then died. Whoa. Um, and he still, and he was in an advanced stage, but he, he still was trying to bring it. Yeah. So he'd go down to the front of the stage and, you know, kneel down with his cape and he'd, you know, say, holla if you love America. And it's like, woo, yeah. Because <laughs> James Brown shows are very patriotic. For those of you right. who don't know, he became know a celebrity at a time when you were still allowed to love the united states <laughs> instead of apologize for it well, so his shows were like one long rally for the united states it was awesome so you were I into it, it. Yeah. oh i was very now that that's it. every musician's goal right is to get arrested before you die right no jeff how do you want to go out yeah. run <laughs> yeah very good yeah so yeah. as we said uh jeff is jeff is not just a, a local star internationally known tell us some about your overseas career well um i have been very blessed in the sense that uh i've got to hit things all over the world and um europe uk a lot in the uk um one of the artists i play for boomer mclennan is uh he's had two number one hits there so nice um back in i think it was 2001 was our first tour there and uh he asked after we had done a couple of shows in atlanta if i'd like to go to the uk and i was the new guy in the band and we'll get to that story in a second but uh i was like uk country you know <laughs> yeah you don't think that no oasis was big you know at that time and i was like okay and it was it was 
a lot of fun there. It was all age groups at that time, um, from kids all the way up to what we titled blue hairs, which kind of ah. <laughs> coming into that now, uh-huh. but, you and uh, me both. yeah. <laughs> so, um, we had, as I was saying earlier, we, we had just done a show, uh, in, uh, Knott's Berry Farm, Buena Park area. And it was his record release party. And he had a show the next day in Atlanta. He's like, uh, do you want to go to Atlanta with us? I, I played the record release party. And I guess I got the gig because he asked me to go to Atlanta. <laughs> nice. So um said, sure. And uh, I was the new guy. So they put me with the guy that nobody wanted to room with. And uh, <laughs> we'll just say his name was Johnny. <laughs> Sure, and it, it really was. <laughs> I'm not very John, good. He'll, he'll hear very this. good at protecting the <laughs> innocent. But he's uh, one of our avid listeners, yes, of course. Yeah, and so we get our our hotel keys. You know, the little cards that just come into play, and I put it in the little machine. The door opened up, and I opened it up, and there's just this trail of blood from like the bed, broken glass, the- all the way into the bathroom. What? And Johnny like walks in and starts picking up stuff. I'm like, don't touch. You know? wow. He's like, I think somebody got murdered here. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. Oh. So I'm like, just come back out. We'll close the door. We'll get another room. So wow. we get another room. And um, we'd gone to dinner. We got a room afterwards, got back to the room. And Johnny just comes, you know, he's brushing his teeth in the bathroom. He had his shirt off and jeans on. He comes back <laughs> and he's like, I've never killed anybody before. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, that's good. Thank you so for I'm sharing. Like, All right. Hey, I'm sleeping with the light on and my eyes wide open. See, he was going for get arrested and then die. Yeah. Yeah. And and then, um, so he goes back, rinses his mouth, comes back out, pulls down his pants. There's little Johnny. Oh, <laughs> what? And Lord. sleeps on, on top of the bed in the, in the buff. And I'm like, oh, man. Why? So, I don't know. So this will lead to another story in the UK, which is even more fun. Wow. So um, I just, I'm like, wow, now I know why I got put in this room. Oh, yeah. Um, so we uh, ended up, uh, you know, going on our first tour to the UK. And, uh, of course, you know, Johnny was on that first tour as well. And um, I uh, I remembered, you know, it was I think it was like our last week there. And we basically were a band of six, but we condensed it, you know, to two rooms. So three of us shared a room. Yeah. And uh, we opened the door and there's a couch. And I'm like, I got the couch because <laughs> there was just one bed. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that left Johnny and Dave, our bass player, who is a complete OCD guy. You oh. know, I have so much fun with him on tour with, with different things. <laughs> so... Uh, Johnny, of course, comes out and is on top of the bed in the buff, and Dave just kind of looks at me. Is there more room and, on that couch? Yeah. yeah. And they probably <laughs> thought you when you said, I'll take the couch, like, what a humble man. <laughs> He's yeah. like, no, they do. The they memory, knew what was going to happen. Memory serves me well. So, um, but, uh, you know, we had some fun, a lot of fun on that tour. Um, one of the the more recent, I guess, Don, our fiddle player, was the new guy in the band. And uh, in England, there's all kinds of trails, you know, to footpaths, they call them. And, and we were taking a path. And a lot of times they'll have a sign that says, you know, bull in the field because they let their bulls roam and, and the cows. Oh. So it just had the sign bull. And Don's like, oh, man, should we should we take this walk? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. There's just cows over there. And so we hopped over and it had rained, you know, go figure, rained in England for the past week. Of and course. the ground was really soggy. And we're walking, and Cal's kind of like, you know, coming over towards us. And Don's Filipino, like me, but very, 
Filipino, dark skinned, and mm. and he was kind of turning a little pale, white, you know. And I'm like, it's okay, it's just cows. And uh, <laughs> he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, if we had an apple or a carrot, we could give it to him. And they were just kind of looking at us, and we're walking. Well, off in the distance, um, we uh, see like the cows kind of raise their head, you know. And we're still walking. <laughs> I kind of look over my shoulder, and there's this young bull. And he's like kind of <laughs> snorting and his tail's out and he's he's pooping because he's, I guess, pissed off. Well, that he's we're, getting we ready that? for a charge. He needs um, to... That, you know, yeah. So <laughs> oh boy. I just start kind of picking up the pace <laughs> to a run. <laughs> Don's in front of me and he's, you know, walking along. <laughs> I'm like, Go flying hey, past yeah. him. <laughs> you <laughs> didn't like, warn him, though. <laughs> I did. Ask get out of I'm like, run. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? And I'm like, bull. You know, and <laughs> we look like the two little rascal kids just running through this field <laughs> and mud's flying up and we fell a couple of times and there's cow pies just everywhere oh, <laughs> we're sure. laughing but don became like uh what was the the real fast runner um let's just carl lewis yes let's say he carl oh. lewis passed me and did the hurdle you know over <laughs> the fence oh and uh he's Impressive. like laughing and, and we're laughing at uh that we were just covered with mud and who knows what else but uh yeah. That was his first trip, so that was that was a lot of fun. But uh, so that's you know. Now did the bull even? No, nah, he he, he, was, <laughs> he was he was just laughing at you guys, just <laughs> kind of peacocking a little yeah, bit. Yeah, probably you know? just you know looking at the lady saying, "Yeah, yeah." Wait, that, so, so you said he hurdled the fence? Did you not make the jump? Oh no, I I, <laughs> I was like I by that time I just kind of he kind of hiked over, over ah, yeah. okay. and then fell on the other side. Yeah, probably yeah. did the little Boy Scout you know thing where you kind of yeah. <laughs> Now, so tell us about the cities in England that you've been to. Well, um, in the old days, we used to actually stay in the the Midlands um, Peak District, they call it, and we'd get a house there because the tours sometimes lasted almost three months, you know, and uh, it was uh, it was a blast then because we had a lot of downtime and we'd play disc golf and walk and do the tourism thing. But um, we have been um, obviously London, um, Southampton, up to um gosh i can't think of the there's this white rock area along the um uh oh the cliffs of dover yeah that you're talking yeah about? so um just pretty much anywhere and everywhere in england we've been and then we've played in scotland we played in wales actually we were in wales on 9-11 when that happened so oh, that was a little weird um how, seeing, so how like how much later did you hear about it we heard as it was happening, yeah. um, you know, because they had broadcast on the radio and uh, we basically, uh, we were on walkie talkies back then because we didn't have cell phones or texting, you know, back then. And, and uh, we're like, we should pull over and just kind of see what's happening back in at home. And uh, it was like watching literally, you know, Bruce Willis movie um, because the BBC wasn't hiding anything. We were seeing everything and uh, uh, really scary because all the lines were down. You couldn't call and. We saw all the stuff that happened on the East Coast, but what was happening here in California, where most of us live. And, um, you know, we finally got through and, and realized, you know, what had happened. But uh, I think it was probably one of the coolest things I'll ever remember was um, the next day, the Queen and the Changing of the Guard played the national anthem before God Save the Queen. Oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. So that was really cool. And we got to see that. Um, everybody basically was united there. And then coming back home, of course, it was the best you know, United States I'd ever seen. Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, it's unfortunate that something tragic has to happen to bring us together. But yeah, sometimes maybe that's what it takes. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't it weird how that works? Yeah. That organizations, families, movements, networks are often at their best immediately after some kind of traumatic thing. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. there's been this long standing idea and narrative of the church that like, oh well the church is always at its best after it's been persecuted, after it's been assaulted. Really? You know, from mm-hmm. outside. Like that's when that's when believers really band together and they take care of each other and, and they start taking care of other communities that are suffering. Like the compassion really pours out. And then it's in times where everything's good that we start to become more self-serving and this inward is, looking. This is why we need a good alien invasion <laughs> to really just bring in all of humanity together. Perfect. That's the only way. Well, that's why those guys were trying to storm Area 51. Right. Yeah. they wanted. Let's to, see them aliens. We'll yeah. prove it. That was their slogan. Yeah. I kind of wish they would have done it. I thought I kind of wish it was. I thought they tried. No, it was a bunch of dumb nerds out did. in the desert they never for like two went weeks. For it. Yeah. And then I think a bunch of them, like, and I don't know how much a bunch actually is, but <laughs> they like got together and they were like, "Okay, today's the day. Like, we're gonna, we're just gonna take a run at it." But they had been receiving warnings from Area Fifty One. Yeah, for they're days like, "We're gonna that shoot were like, you, dude." Do not do this. Like we know it's a dumb internet thing, but yeah. this is not worth losing your life over. And yeah. by the way, literally you will yeah. <laughs> if you'd actually follow through on that. Which funny. which is really more of a what are they hiding kind of factor that that they're willing to shoot and I kill am curious about anyone it, who that's runs totally into off that I'd say it's more likely <laughs> that they're hiding Terminators than aliens. That'd yeah. be cool. We could use a good Terminator to unite us. There you go. Yeah, it doesn't have to be aliens. Right. Yeah. It could, it could be, be hostile a, AI takeover. Just some that, kind which of is a very threat possible threat. Anyway, Jeff. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I forgot Jeff's here. I was ready to put my Slim Whitman on. You yeah. Know, <laughs> nice. Just in case Mars attacks, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. got him, you know, ready to make their heads blow up. <laughs> the, yeah. When you started uh, at the beginning of that conversation, when you first started with that band, were you replacing another drummer? Um, yeah. You said you were a new guy. That's a, a kind of a funny story, too. Hmm. Um, there was a guy that uh, I was playing. It was around Easter um, back, I want to say, in probably 99, somewhere in there. And uh, my wife at the time was expecting our first child, and so was the percussionist that was in the orchestra with me playing the uh, this pageant. Okay. And uh, we were both kind of on call, and if one had to go, then we had to play the other's parts. And... Um, there was a, a guy there that was uh, playing. Actually, my wife went into labor first, so he played the drum set. Well, he used to play for Boomer, the guy I played for. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess he told Boomer that he taught me everything I knew. And, ah. and that's that's why he, I'd be a good fit for the band. Oh, and I'm is that like, at all true? No. <laughs> well, I just met him on the gig. And nice. it was nice. like, so here, well, here's this so, guy, Jeff. I taught him. He knows yeah, everything. Yeah, so it's been kind of the running joke in the band. Um, but... Uh, yeah, and uh, so I, I had gotten that gig and um, kind of twist in. Boomer's wife actually dated a, a guitar player that I was in a rock band with, and we, you know, we had known each other for five, five or six years. So really good friends. And since she was, had moved, uh, married Boomer, she was like, you know, call Jeff, and uh, he'd be a good fit for you because she knew the the rock side. But man, that first year playing country was brutal for me, um, mm. just because. So different. It is, and it's a completely different beast. And um, I have so much respect for the Nashville guys that did it for so many years because it you can easily overplay. You can easily get bored as a drummer, you know. And um, Boomer's had 
a couple of number one hits in England. And that's, of course, the songs that they want to hear. And we've mm-hmm. played those songs for almost 25 years now. So wow. every time you play it, it's got to feel like the first time. And, you know, you're enjoying <laughs> it. And, you know, not right. that we don't enjoy ourselves on stage. The more the crowd gets into it, it you know, it doesn't matter how many times how, you play how much How much alcohol is involved to get you to enjoy that song <laughs> 25 years <laughs> right. in? Well, there is a rule in Boomer's Band that uh, we, we don't partake in, in, in any alcohol other than maybe a pint. Um, but uh, as the crowd gets a little more ruckus and um, we, we get going, especially one of our shows in, in Scotland was, was pretty funny because um, there was a guy there. And, and Boomer, in, in England, it's a lot different, too. You play your original tunes, but you also play cover songs. So we have sure. a, a bunch of cover songs that we do as well, and we stick in Boomer's hits. And there's this uh, shorter guy at the end of the stage, and he's frowning at me, and he's... <laughs> And, and, you know, of course, the further north you get in the UK, the harder it is to understand proper English because it's just, <laughs> there's just such a heavy accent. Yeah. Is right? that where you get into the Cockney yeah. territory? Yeah. Oh, it's a nice day, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, mean, I look over there and we're playing a song and he's over there yelling at me, Harry David Henry. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I, Hang know. on. Before he continues with the story, attempt to translate that. What do you think was said here? I, I, Give us the soundbite again. Henny, henny, henny. What do you guys think? <laughs> How come you ain't hitting it? <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's good. It's not good. bad. Not it's bad. Hitting. Yeah. It's, you go. See, you're on the. You you're, you're on the uh, right path. I want to toss you a Hennessy. No, <laughs> you're getting cold again. Oh, okay. I, I kind of thought it was like hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. Sure. Maybe. Maybe like a, a cheer but for the he's drummer. Frowning. Like, yeah. Do your thing. Although that oh, doesn't necessarily true. mean anything. Yeah. All right. What, well, what, what so did the, he the translation would be in, in American English is, I want you to play X, right? So, oh, so like Freebird. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. You know, and he didn't have a lighter. He had a, a <laughs> bottle of scotch in his hand. <laughs> he's just so angry, though, that you're not playing what he yeah. wants you to play. So, you know, after we finished that song and the crowd applauded, he's still over there frowning. Hey, 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 hey. And I'm like, I don't. I don't, I don't know what you're saying. What do you want? Sorry. Yeah. Like, what do you want from me? So, you know, we played another song, and now he's, like, just steaming, right? <laughs> Johnny Cash. That's, I'm like, <laughs> ah, right? So I yell at Boomer, let's do a Johnny Cash medley. So okay. at the time, I think we were doing Boy Named Sue, uh, That's Folsom Prison, also and good. Uh, um, Burns, Burns, Burns. Ring, of fire. Ring of fire. Thank you. Okay. See, I don't play country. Yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> just wait a minute. I mean, 25 do, years. You do play it, but you just I don't know the it. songs. You I check right. out. I whack a beat. <laughs> yeah. When the song's over, yeah, right? Yeah. So we did the Johnny Cash medley. The next thing I know, he's all smiles. There's a pint for the whole band next to the oh, drum set. Yeah. Nice. And they just kept coming all night. And as we're playing, <laughs> you know, the band's drinking a little. We're starting to loosen up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I guess a rugby team had come in that had lost. And they were pissed. Uh-huh. And they, they're, they they're fighting each other and drinking. And um, Kim, Boomer's wife, um, one of our band members couldn't stay on the tour. And we had signed contracts for a six-piece band. Well, without this guy, we were five. So... Kim became Linda McCartney all of a sudden, and now she's our sixth person. Right? Nice. Oh. <laughs> so, so we're like, what's she going to play? She can. We can stick a mic up there, and she can sing. You know, maybe, and uh, <laughs> get her a tambourine. Or, yeah. Is that what you did? Close. Oh. Triangle. We Triangle. found these little Cowboy. maracas. Oh, oh yes, perfect. You know those little ones, with little yeah, little super sh- country. Sh- yeah. yeah. So she was. <laughs> 
So she's awesome. um, she's you know playing the maracas and singing. So we were a six piece band, but um, I forget what movie it was. Uh, I don't know if you guys may be dating you, but mm. Trading Places way oh, back when, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So do you remember when um the fiance was picking him up from jail? Yep. And she reached in her purse and she had that little. You know, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of the same thing. These guys are fighting and brawling, and the speakers are starting to tilt over. And Kim's like all, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like trying to get them from you know knocking sure, stuff on her, stage, so. keep them away. But yeah, so um, the more we played there, obviously, I've gotten better at understanding them. Um, I could actually, I think it was a uh, um, was it Fight Club? What was the the movie with um, not Fight Club? Hmm. But the one where uh, Brad Pitt was in it, and he oh, and he's like a Cockney guy, yeah. <laughs> um, had something to do with cocaine and fighting. And, yeah, and uh, huh. the blow. Next, I snatch. think blow, snatch. Okay, oh, okay. Snatch. No, and I was like one of only two people, me and my friend from Ireland, that was laughing in that movie because we could understand the <laughs> dialect. <laughs> nice. It was like wow, you know. So, anyways, it, it's gotten a lot better. You know, France. That's another story. Mm. Um, we found out that they take siestas. In the middle of the day, uh, yes, uh-huh. they do. Sure, and that's a great idea. And our oh, gig happened to be on a Sunday, which pretty much everything is closed, sure, food wise. And uh, so we're walking around starving because we had traveled on a ferry over to France and um, over the English Channel and mm-hmm. playing, um, you know, setting up and doing a sound check. God bless you. If you didn't you. know, Chris <clears> just <throat> sneezed over there. Yeah, on there the we side. go. <laughs> so um, I had. Uh, so we're like starving and there's this sandwich place and of all things uh um a guy f- uh from probably Iraq comes out he's like you're American and we're like you yeah, had you tell yeah uh, and maybe and he's like you want to eat and we're like oh thank you bless you so you can live in peace with you know the enemy at times there you go he uh he fed us now granted you know everything's in France or French on on the the cold cuts and stuff and i understand pollo because i'm like okay that's chicken yeah. right mm-hmm. sure and I, ham actually said ham so i was like oh, yeah, easy, I love ham but uh there was also like big cockroaches in there like you know testing oh. out the food too and we're like oh, oh i don't want that because no. that's been crawled on but i'll, no. I'll have this so he's like watch me get these yeah. americans <laughs> eat this food <laughs> so anyways yeah you know we france was different um it, we've we've played you know pretty much all across the United States. We've been blessed to be on the road with uh, Rascal Flats at times, and uh, I, we opened for Martina McBride in England. We were on the road with um, Crystal Gale, uh, so you know it's it's been a blessing. Like I said, I've I've met some really cool people and and played with some great musicians, including the guys in my band. And um, so, there. How's that? Well, we it's, haven't it's we haven't met. So we are in the presence of a a true celebrity mm-hmm. a real artist right yeah, were you thinking i was joking no 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 <laughs> and i say real artist but it should be broadly recognized that rex is also a real artist yes. right uh, right uh, don't put yourself uh, there <laughs> rex has also been i fake it really well in yeah, a he, band at yeah. one time yeah and oh, uh Not has in- made some fantastic short films actually so That's he's true. a double threat sure you go. musician yeah. and filmmaker uh-huh. but what we haven't mentioned about our friend jeff is that somehow some way rockridge church gets blessed by having him as the drummer of our worship team yes so i'd actually like to to put that story out there so you're an internationally touring drummer you've been to france the uk scotland wales how do you wind up in southwest riverside county 
yeah. playing unpaid. I'm gonna answer this first. as part of a, a devotional <laughs> thing. All right, let Chris address it, and then I'll yeah, I'll, I'll fix it. So what happened was he was you know how we were in the tent, which is big outdoor venue, right? right? He was driving past with his windows down, and he heard me. Oh, and he's like, I gotta go. I gotta go to that place. Wow. And he, he cut. He cut like a a deep U turn. Yeah. Spitting dirt out, flew rocks all over the neighbor's house. So so humble. And then so humble. he jetted up, and you know, he walked over. He's like, I gotta play for you. It was. That's what uh, happened. Your grace is enough, right? That was, was probably your. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's one of my best songs. Yeah. Yeah. It was close. the The white tent will come into the story. Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the tent. <laughs> well, so um, we have to back up probably about four, four or five years, and um, uh, unfortunately, I was going through a divorce, and uh, I had just come off a tour, and things were starting to slow down in my teaching side because I, I taught at El Camino College in Torrance. And of course, the first thing to get cut when there's budget cuts is the art department. Yep, and um, so they cut both of my classes that I had. So I lost that gig. Uh, a lot of my private students, uh, I was doing really well there, but they, you know, were finishing high school or starting high school. So they either going off to college and quitting lessons or, you know, high school, you get introduced to drumline and that's a completely different animal as well. Right. Um, I got friends that I'd say, you know what? they'd be a better teacher for you. So I'd pass them off, you know, just for that reason. Um, drum set was my forte. So, um, got another gig and was playing around some shows, uh, actually with this girl, um, called my Lynn. She was a Mouseketeer with, um, the Britney Spears, uh, Christina Aguilera. Oh yeah. It time. sounds familiar. Vaguely. Yeah. She's actually a, a big international star in Japan. She had a Sony deal, okay. I think. And, that dance dance revolution. She actually had her own little character, I believe, on that. So okay. um, she was trying to cross over onto the pop scene, and um, so I was playing with her for a bit, and uh, um, I was basically, you know, starting to run out of money, and I was like, hmm, I need to do something. So one of uh, I've, you know, I have been blessed with endorsements, and uh, the g- company that builds my drums, uh, four drums, Jay Galen was. Uh, the vice president of that company, and he had just gotten his real estate license. So he's like, you should look into real estate. So, yeah, I'm like, oh, whatever. So I studied, got my license. Okay, now what? You know, so I got another tour and left the license and went off on the road again. <laughs> so um, came back, and uh NAM show was happening about that time. And uh, I was kind of doing uh, some things with different symbol companies and uh, ran into this company called Supernatural Symbols. And it was uh, great, just a great product. And so I looked into them a little bit more. They knew that I was an A&R rep helping with another company we won't mention. And uh, hmm. so they asked, hey, would you like to be our guy? And um, there was another A&R rep, Tim Smith, who played on the Jars of Clay album. And uh, I believe Poco. He was Poco's drummer. I hope, Tim, I hope I got that right. <laughs> but... Um, Tim handled the the Nashville kind of East Coast side. I handled the West Coast international stuff. And as a as a musician or as a drummer, it was a dream job for me. If I was going to cross over onto the business side, um, being an A and R rep was the great job because you basically went to concerts. If you like the drummer, you're like, hey, I want to play my cymbals, you know, that type of thing. Nice. And um, if if you didn't like them, you know, you're just like, well, have a nice day, you know, <laughs> right. see ya, right. go play, you know, something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, yeah, play that other brand. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, the company happened to be out here in Temecula. Oh. So that's kind of what got me out here. Wow. Um, I uh, had an opportunity. Opportunity? Is yes, that a word? Totally. Opportunity. Uh, see, I've, I've been partaking. <laughs> that's a his fifth yeah. one. <laughs> that's why Boomer <laughs> says wait till after, after the show. show. That's <laughs> it. So um, got out here and, uh, you know, in the meantime, I also started hanging my real estate license at a company in Temecula as well. So was kind of doing both of those. Well, the symbol company had an incredible product, but they had the wrong people at the head. And they were telling us, well, there was a certain individual who was telling us what to do, who wasn't a drummer, telling us to sign these artists when I knew they wouldn't sell. So eventually we butted heads and, you know, me and Tim both resigned from the company and they're no longer in existence, if that tells you anything. So, yeah. Right. So um, what was the question again? <laughs> how did, you uh, get how did, how did shirt, Rock right? Ridge That's come right. to be so, blessed? To have such an incredible renown. Right. So he so, got into this pit. Yeah. Of, and, to and then to get a little bit lower, he started going to our church. No, no. So <laughs> as I had mentioned, it was doing real estate as well and wasn't playing quite as much because they, you know, and I'll tell this to your audience, when you get a certain age, they don't want you on stage anymore because <laughs> you, you ask for too many things. You have too many responsibilities. So mm. they want you to be young like these gentlemen. Sure. And uh, don't have any kids. And... <laughs> um, you'll be a rock star there you go so um there you go rock rock 101 yeah <laughs> so uh was actually showing property and coming back off of scott road in winchester area and i knew from playing in, in worship teams for many many years that anytime there was a white tent it was either harvest time easter sunday or christmas you know presentation interesting lucy my wife now um and i were looking for a church and we had been to several and it was always <laughs> I'm a worship team snob. It was either <laughs> I don't like the worship team or she didn't like the pastor. Well, so there you go. So he said for that, I called her up and I said, hey, there's this white tent out in the middle of Scott Road. We should check out this church. Yeah. Well, so I think it was in October around yeah. October 10th, I want to say. I don't know why that date sticks out, but uh, like which was literally yesterday or right or the two, two days, days ago. ago. Yeah. 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 But so we went and uh, Pastor McNeff was was preaching that day and dead on. And, and we both just felt like, yeah, this was it. Now, the worship team had played, but no drummer. Mm-hmm. So I was like, OK, there's potential here and, and I like it. Is that me? I it might be hearing concerned. something. I don't know whose that was. Uh, turn them off. To That's make OK. Sure. Sorry about that. Yeah. So. um you know, I we we basically had this huge smile during the whole service of wow, God is is leading us, and I think this might be the one. And like I said, we had been to a lot of churches here in, in the Temecula Valley, and it was just hit and miss. You know, mm. um, there'd there'd be something that we liked; it was too big, and we didn't want to be in a big church. Yeah. I had played in, in many big churches and been part of them, but this is an interesting thing: is I've never been a member of any church until Rockridge mm-hmm. and uh, it's I call it home um, so I loved the worship team that day and I thought well I'll go talk to Chris afterwards introduce myself and say hey I, I just happened to play drums if you need somebody <laughs> oh my gosh um, that was like the best news I could have received exactly yeah because yeah, I think you play what because <laughs> yeah. uh, Greg or who was the, the guy 
uh, the guy who was drumming before? Yeah, Glenn. 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 I knew oh, it started yeah. with a G. So yeah. I, he he had told me, you know, we had talked a bit too, and he said he was moving. So yeah. I was like, okay, well, God is definitely working. God is on the move was actually the, the poster that was up. That's right. Mm-hmm. So um, I went out and introduced myself to Pastor McNeff as well and uh, said, you know, any relation to John McNeff? I used to go to Rolling Hills Covenant and played there a lot. And he's like, that's my brother. Nice. So you could see how <laughs> Some more this, yeah, stars just aligning. God yeah. just basically pull us, pulling us in. And, um, Very cool. you know, Pastor McNeff married us. And, you know, I've been playing, I think, what, four, going on four years, two days ago or three Is years, it, two days okay, ago? Three years. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's really what brought me was the white tent in the desert. Beautiful. Uh, uh-huh. And, you know, uh, it's just been it's been a, a fun ride, and you know we bought a house and moved further away, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all right. It works. Yeah. Well, so. hey, we're all blessed uh, by your talents, and um, for sure. Actually, Thank why you. don't you speak to this for a minute? Um, what does it mean to you to to offer this as a gift? Well, that's that's a great question because um, I used to battle with that uh, quite a bit because I, I like I said I was in what they called the worship team circuit and we all knew each other and if one of the churches needed a drummer you know all the way up to Malibu Vineyard and uh, the Valley Vineyard in Reseda and you know Rolling Hills Covenant Inland Hills down to Saddleback I mean I was just playing everywhere oh wow and um, I got paid though because that's what I did for a living. So interesting. I told a lot of the the music directors or the church, it's like, look, I'm more than happy to give my time and play, but if I get called for a gig, I got to take it. And so we all agreed that you'd be part of you know being paid. Now, some churches really couldn't afford it, and they still did it, and they actually paid me more. Huh. Some of the bigger churches that could afford it, and they just didn't. And so I was struggling with all kinds of stuff like that. You know, do I get paid? Do I not? You know, and I'd read books of like the, the worship team directors and we don't pay our musicians because that's how they give their time and stuff. But there was that part of me saying, well, who are you to tell me how I give my time? You know, mm-hmm. that kind of bold, you know, selfish punk. And mm-hmm. uh, so when I came and approached Chris this time, <clears throat> I had, you know, let's back up a little bit because the symbol business also fell out of it, and um, one of the major bands I played in, <clears throat> we had a rock uh, rock band that had a deal with uh, Magic Johnson's record company that he was going to do called Magic 32 Records, hmm. and he was going to do a film company too, and that just kind of fell through the floor too. We had a, a contract in front of us, and it fell apart, so I was mad, you know, at, at God, and we, me and Lucy just talked about this last night, as a matter of fact, of you know, why did you give me this talent? Why did you give me this job that I loved only to just say, nope, that's not it. Right. So I had a real bad taste in my mouth for music business and music in general. I, I stepped away and hmm. didn't play for about two years. Oh, wow. And uh, so Tim, remember my guy that was the ENR rep on, on the Nashville side, uh, Tim's a believer and, uh, we check in on each other once in a while and he called up and said, you know, are you playing? I'm like, nah, Tim, I just, I just don't like what happened. I still don't feel good. And he's like, well, what about church? Are you playing any worship teams? And I'm like, there's been a few worship teams that, you know, have asked you to play or asked me to play. And he's like, he stopped me and he's like, Hmm, do you remember that story about that big fish? And 
how <laughs> God was telling this certain individual that you need to go do this. And he didn't listen. I'm like, yes, Tim, I, I know it very yeah. well. Jonah? Yes. And, uh, and he's like, well, and I'm like, okay. So the, you know, I was looking actually now um, at different opportunities to play. We go to a church and I talk with the worship team and it just didn't seem like a good fit. And um, Chris did. And uh, so that day that we went, there was no drummer there. It was like kind of like, hmm. So um, me and Chris, I think about, about January, we met at Starbucks and yeah. discussed some stuff. And it uh, we, we tried it out. And I remember lugging way too much gear into <laughs> that first service. Yeah, I'm like, no. No, like, wow! Not, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, you know, we can't leave it, right? <laughs> right. We kind of tear yeah. everything down. Yeah, much went rabbits living in it. Yeah, yeah. little pellets right. on the in the uh-huh. drums. Right. So, um, but that's that's how it came about. Uh, God definitely brought me to you guys, and and I'm I'm really happy He did because not only are you know I'm part of the worship team, but you guys are really good friends, and yeah, we help each other out in in so many different ways. So. Well, thanks for sticking it out even after that McNeff guy moved on. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, well, I knew it was in the shout outs, <laughs> right? So uh, that's right. And Rex, way to be a good fit. Yeah. I, I don't know what it wasn't me. Yeah. Like like he's saying, God orchestrated it. Or like yeah. a, I just happened to be there. Like yeah. a tube sock that's just the right size. <laughs> what? I don't think I like this. <laughs> Let's not go there. It's a weird metaphor. It's a really strange <laughs> tube. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You guys got beef Time. with tube socks? I, yeah. I think you're not our pastor anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make statements like that and pass it off like it's normal. I mean, I suppose. It's a sock. True. Let's just stop trying to defend it. Let's move on. <laughs> anyway. Well, that was good. I I, I'm it. just surprised I didn't scare him off, really. Mm. I didn't be like, oh, this guy. I gave right. you like this packet to look through. <laughs> oh, the, that was kind of funny. <laughs> it's like a 15-page like, yeah. application. Yeah. Well, it is the inside joke now between the band of when somebody new comes along. It's like, oh, they're going to get the packet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The big old honking thing. It's Which I've never good. seen, by the way. Yeah, I never gave it to yeah. you. We needed you so bad. <laughs> yeah, well. I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to forego that. Yeah. Uh, I'll send it to you though. You should read it. <laughs> right, it's good stuff. All right, let's do some lightning round questions. Yes, with let's our beloved friend. Wrap Jim. it up. Yes. Uh, All right. Uh, top five drummers according to a professional drummer. Yes, please. Oh wow, that's that's a tough one. Um, I'll start with with three of my influences, and then we'll go from there. Um, obviously Neil Peart from Rush. I think I grew up in in a small town of of Vegas that's now a big town, but right. there weren't too many you know rock bands like there were here that visited you know the the city back then and um told you i was old yeah. and um <laughs> a little bit so you know everybody was basically in that time you know it was van halen rush led zeppelin stuff. Uh, so um you know those those types of bands. king eddie van halen yeah now so um and and what's his name from rush too Neil Peart. Neil Peart passed away earlier year this year. Is it? This year? I want to say it was this year as well. Yeah. So is it Peart and not just Peart? It's, it's Peart. Interesting. Like Star Wars. Okay. Admiral Peart. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So just remember that. that. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good note. Pert was always that shampoo, that green shampoo. Uh, right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's, I feel bad about that. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Um, second would be Stuart Copeland from the Police. Um, oh. He is often tried to be imitated but nobody ever gets close um 
And uh, I don't know that I've adapted any of his playing in my style, but I love listening to the guy. You know, I can be put in a good mood after a bad day just by listening to, to his stuff. Nice. Um, Steve Smith from Journey is my other probably, you know, top in that top category. Um, he's just a phenomenal drummer all the way around as well. Um, you know, a lot of people know him from Journey, but <clears throat> he, he is just a jazz monster oh. and uh, just incredible player. And uh, so those were like the three that I grew up with um, as I got older and went to school and realized, wow, there are some really incredible players. You know, you, a lot of people would say, well, Dave Leckel is one um, fusion guy, but he played on Madonna stuff. He's he's played on a lot of pop tunes, you know, um, but uh, he goes back and he would mention Steve Gadd, who was, you know, back from like the Steely Dan days and paul simon 50 ways to leave your lover that you know kind of stuff and again monster player so i've got so many influences but uh if you you know of course john bonham from zeppelin ah. i didn't respect him enough when in my younger days i wish i had him and jeff picaro from toto now jeff i studied with his dad when i went to music school and was fortunate enough to meet jeff and He's just another guy. You know, there's there's certain players out there that are just so good. But uh, in today's world, gosh, um, you know, you'd have to say uh, the Foo Fighters in general with, you know. Uh, <laughs> Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. And, yeah. and um, gosh, I, he's going to kill me because we're friends. And <laughs> I'm forgetting his name. But uh, Tyler Hawk, uh, uh, Hawking. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. but. Uh, too many Guinnesses, um, uh-huh. but uh, yeah. So it, it this you know there's so many great players, um, and being an A and R rep was really fun too because I got to meet you know so many drummers and drummers are a unique breed. We all seem to know each other. Taylor Hawkins, sorry, yes, Taylor. that's it. That's it. Gosh, Tyler. Yeah. I don't know where Tyler came from. Yeah. Um, oh, it's actually a client's son. That's that's where it's, oh, see, see where I've been yeah, all day. So been working. Yeah, let's yeah. work. So. Anyway, um, there's uh, just, you know, so many influences, but uh, you know, my big three would be Neil, uh, Stuart, and Steve. Yeah. Rex, best room Solid. to go. Solid. Jeff Perez. Oh, wow. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> I'm, I'm not worthy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you are. <laughs> nice. Well, that's see, that's what's so funny is like I, I've been so blessed because I have a stick endorsement, a cymbal endorsement, a drum set, you know, and I, I get, I don't get stuff for free and don't think that that's what endorsements are about. Mm. Um, you're there to sell their product and you know, you gratefully accept whatever they give you. And, nice. uh, um, I've just been blessed with good people, good companies for drums. Um, you know, and, uh, I, I don't, you know, I'm not a household name, at least in the States. Some people know me, but it's funny in the UK, I'm kind of a household name with certain areas that we play and nice. they ask for autographs and, it's it's you know it's very fun but you know you come back to the states and as i said i sell houses now yeah, yeah. nobody really knows that side <laughs> a of, so a humble. lot of people have your autograph who don't yeah. understand the significance of right it. Yes. Exactly. on their there you go contracts there you go yeah <laughs> that's it stuff. yeah I like it. yeah so all right back to the lightning round uh star wars or star trek star wars okay awesome my man yes all right good dark side uh, even <laughs> well, better, right? Sure. Uh, Marvel or DC? You know this, uh, but well, of course I do. DC. Um, I am a Batman guy. That that was my superhero as a kid, you know. And I watched the crazy 
1960s the live action live show. action with Adam West Adam West yes. and the tights you know and yes. the Biff and Pal yeah, yeah. And so good Kaplat you'll never you know. get me Batman <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep that was it and that shark and you know the the bat repellent. Oh god! Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> oh man, I never. Re- I didn't you, watch well, that was the, the, that, that was the actual joke, Batman right? movie. He right? always had something. Yeah, on Some his sort of, belt. Yeah. you know, shark repellent. Yeah. Let's uh, say okay, you know, okay, okay. the utility belt. Yeah, it, it had every, everything. Everything you he could. So, ever like, write. if the Riddler was like, ah, if you don't solve this one, the shark will get you. And he's like, well, and Batman's too dumb to solve the riddle. He goes, <laughs> surprise, dumb dumb. I have shark repellent. So. Yeah, yeah the so. plots of the villains in those episodes were always really exaggerated. It was like that's kind of cool. I'm gonna take over the circus and then use the clowns to take over City Hall. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Batman. Wow, <laughs> that's good. That's really good. It's <laughs> a good invitation there. Now, um, as far as Marvel, um, that's my other second favorite superhero, Spider-Man. Nice. So, Batman and Spider-Man are my. So you're my like two a little guys. from column A, a little from column B. Well, who do yeah. you? Who, a little bit country, favorite? a little bit rock yeah. and roll. Who's your favorite yeah, really Spider-Man good. of the three recent? Well, recent, but um, like the past twenty years, the, right? The three guys who post millennial. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm bad at names. Who's the new guy? Uh, Tom Holland. The one that sounds uh, right. Yeah. Current one. Just did the Avengers. Yeah. Tom yeah. Holland. Yeah. Tom he's Holland. he's probably my favorite. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah. He, he brings that genuine. Nice guy, youthful personality. <laughs> yeah. I'm it's still great. down with Tobey Maguire. No, <laughs> he was so bad. What? Yeah, but I don't think it he was, was so bad. I don't think he was as bad as Andrew Garfield. No, he was. He was my least favorite. Oh, Andrew okay. Garfield is my second favorite. Okay, interesting. I, mean, I, bear I go in, in mind, reverse order. Okay, bear in mind he's my favorite of the three. But on a scale of like one to a thousand, my level of caring about who's Spider-Man, Spider-Man. is like a half. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's fair enough. It's okay, like sure. barely pushed yeah. past. Well, then why the are you jumping in? Well, because I have an opinion. And see, <laughs> right. now with the video games, um, they've basically killed off Peter Parker and there's this new Spider-Man now. So oh. I, I'm kind of losing interest in oh, Spider-Man okay. because it's like, well, Peter Parker's Spider-Man. You yeah. Know? yeah. Bat- Batman hasn't died. Granted, well, comics you know, it's just like, get so... I mean, I don't know sure. if you like kept up with the comics so you were like well the movies are cool but i don't really care what's in the the monthly public but you know like peter parker's died so many times yeah at one point they were like oh now you don't know if peter parker is actually him or if it's a clone (laughs) (laughs) well there there's actually like eight different spider-mans yeah, like the whole, different yeah, they did that people. Stupid the whole multiverse thing. thing. Well, even right? before that, no, it's the multiverse oh. was like a take on okay, let's yeah. take all of these existing Spider Mans and put them into one movie. Oh, well, that yeah, that was the name of the movie. But I'm saying but the concept of the multi- is like the Spider Man Noir guy and yeah. and the one that's uh, Spider Gwen and like all of that are actual comics that have become popular. Well, maybe not as popular as like actual Spider Man, but <laughs> enough so that they've got their own series. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, see, so just, too just much give me to, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too much to keep track of. One that. guy. It's like the right. you know the video games now. I was an Atari guy, so I had one stick and one button. You know? <laughs> I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. okay, now okay, it's okay, like okay. Xbox or PlayStation. PlayStation. Awesome. I might be switching over myself. Yeah, what? actually, I've yeah. been what? Team Xbox for all this time, but I look at the games that are coming out, and PlayStation is so clearly the leader on single-player narrative-driven stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, always yeah. have been. I, I always so happened, don't yeah. care about multiplayer. I yeah. really don't. I, yeah, but see, so. I, I was also one of those like, well, at least my parents were VHS or Betamax, and <laughs> we, we were Betamax. I did some <laughs> of both. Yeah. So, so like, really? when I would go on summer vacation, uh, 
I would just get sent to my grandparents' house because they also lived in Temecula. Okay. Um, and they didn't have a VCR. They had Betamax. So I'd watch Ghostbusters every day on Betamax. Mm. I'd watch a Deputy Dog Betamax, you know, Foghorn Leghorn Betamax. I think eventually <laughs> they did finally get a VCR and they bought Home Alone. So I started watching that every day. <laughs> wow. Still a great movie. Well, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Every day. <laughs> well, when that's all you have, and your parents like, I you. had <laughs> friends in their neighborhood, but all my friends got to go to like summer daycare or summer camp. So I'd get there in the morning because my parents worked, so they had to drop me off in the morning. My grandpa wasn't even awake, so I'm sitting in this empty house with nothing to do, and sad. I wouldn't see any of my friends till like after two p.m. because that's when they'd come home. <laughs> sure, yeah. so I had to fill that time somehow. Yeah, Why so I watched Home Alone five times. I'd write, <laughs> I'd sit at a typewriter and he write a bunch of fake fiction. stories. He did oh. fan fiction it for wasn't Home Alone. Fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I've never hated you more than I'm, I do right I'm now. I'm really intrigued now. Okay. I want to read we'll it. To, we'll, we'll have to go into this another time. No, sure. I had, okay, I had a fictional character that was an original <laughs> creation, <laughs> and I'd write stories about his adventures. So you had so your own comic. Off, off topic by now. Um, well, I didn't draw it. Oh. So, Okay. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, Jeff, <laughs> it was a living pair of underpants oh, named wow. Undercover I Underwear. Just, we don't even have tube socks and who solved mysteries. Sentient underpants. <laughs> the villain was a tube sock. Somebody, <laughs> I'm so speechless up. right now. I can't SpongeBob SquarePants stole his idea. Right? I mean, totally. kind of, but everything in this you should sue them universe was a sentient object. So his love interest, of course, was Barbara the Bra. <laughs> Wow. How I, old were you? You were exploring some things. This was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, very early elementary school. <sighs> so like K, K through two. Tina, so, Tina yeah. the thong moved next yeah. door. <laughs> yeah. So, so and Chuck's, mom said, don't go uh, next don't door. Go there. She's always got like a needle in there. Oh, Chuck's wow. therapy. <laughs> Chuck's wow. therapy episode will this be. This is uh, yeah. This is going to be a great. I want to come back when this episode. <laughs> yeah, okay. has, so, has, yeah, like, we got it. We'll have you back for <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh, oh my gosh! What Any else? other questions? La- lightning questions. How about this? Um, iPhone or Android? Because I see you have both actually yeah. right in front of you. Well, no, they're they're actually <laughs> oh, they are? they're both no. iPhones. Oh, okay. I I uh, I have two daughters that are, are one's Android, one's iPhone. Mm. I I've tried both. Fighting and family. for um, for my business on the music side, it's always been Apple. Apple yeah. Right. Um, and for the longest time for the real estate stuff, a lot of people are Android, but um, Apple's caught up with a lot of the apps and, and stuff. So I just like the ease of, of yeah. them. So nice. I not only have one, but I have two. <laughs> yes, two yes, phones. Yeah. So, because he's, so, he's very important. Yeah, one important is, one is music and one is real estate. Yeah. Be so, jealous. Yeah. That's right. Two that phone and that phone too. Very good. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Avengers or Justice League? Well, if if you talk movies, Avengers. If you if you talk, you know the the comic books and even cartoons. You know when we grew up as kids, um, it was Justice League. You know just because Batman was part of it. I'm not a Superman fan, so when Batman was beating up Superman, I was in the audience <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, get him, you know, like <laughs> stick him with that kryptonite stick, you know. Uh, yeah. um, I feel like but, that was uh, redundant with the earlier yeah. question, too, but anyway. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure I have some friends out there that watch this eventually and, you know, <laughs> unfriend me because I don't like Superman, but, you know, it's like. He's too strong. Yeah. He's OP. Like, it's boring to OP. me. OP. 
But, uh, you know, I think that Marvel did a great job with the Avengers movies. Um, and, you know, I, I didn't read those comic books as kids, but I you know, was able to understand the stories and stuff other than when they did Green Lantern. And oh, that, God. That yeah. was we don't, we don't yeah. talk about that. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Even we don't talk about yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Well, since you are a globetrotter, this will be your most important lightning okay. round question. United States <laughs> or UK? Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Careful. Obviously, I'm an American, right. and it's United States. Yes. Would I live in the UK? In a heartbeat. Nice. Just because there's some really good people there. Um, the further, you know, any big city is a big city. There's people that are just tunnel vision, and that's all they think about. You get out into the country or out where I live now, um, there's just good people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when they ask you, how are you doing, it's not just a phrase of, you know, like, sup. Yeah. It's like. How are you doing? Yeah. You know, they really want to know. Um, and, you, you know, one thing cool. in my travels all over the world, no matter what country I've been in, people all want the same thing. They want to get together, have a drink or a good meal and fellowship. And, um, you know, one thing about music is you can go to a concert and be enemies and enjoy and have a great time. You know, and then afterwards, go kill each other. But, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's one thing is anywhere in the world, people want the same thing. They just want to have a good time and, and, and get to know each other. Yeah. You know, that's the human spirit. Amen. All right. Let's close on this. So you recently picked up one more title, one more job to put on your resume. Mm. Emergency firefighter. Oh, really? yeah. Really? That's what right. happened there? <laughs> well, um, I was uh, testing our hot tub water to see what chemicals I needed to add. And um, Lucy, you know, I'd gone back in the house and Lucy had let the dog out to go to the restroom and she comes running back in. There's a fire, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's right. And I'm like, no, somebody be just... more specific, honey. The whole state's on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At that time it was right. And, you know, um, Audie, a couple of neighbors down, he smokes meat all the time. I'm like, no, nah, he's just smoking meat. And so I kind of peek out and I'm like, Oh, wow. That, that is because I'm seeing flames, you know, eat the neighbor's tree. And Ooh. I'm like, wow. So the community basically all grabbed picks and shovels and um, we went out there and just started putting it out so it didn't get, you know, get out of control. And within probably five minutes, we had the air choppers. They actually take water from our lake, pick it up and drop it in, in, in some of the burn areas. So right. they were ready to do that. But we pretty much had it contained and then they put it out with the, tr the trucks and um, but we've got a fire department inside our community, so that helps. Um, you know, most of us have wells with, you know, hydrants that you could hook up a hose as, oh, okay. as well, too. So, cool. Um, but, yeah, um, one thing Chris wanted to do when we were kind of discussing beforehand was um, what I'd like to do, you know, as far as ministry yeah. and stuff. And so let's close on that. Yeah, um, sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. I've always had it in my heart to have a uh, – a group and they used to have this it was ran by a, a great couple and I, I think they both passed away unfortunately but it was called drummers for jesus and um it was basically just like an outreach uh you'd have like clinics or lessons for you know kids of any age you know even adults and uh just to come and hang out learn a drum beat you know share ideas and stuff and then every once in a while have like a musician who's a believer uh, come in and do a, a, like a real clinic and, you know, their, their endorsements will sponsor and they'll give door prizes and stuff and, you know, just have like pizza and maybe like a once a month thing, you know, to just outreach, um, kind of like a boys and girls club, you know, 
But instead of, you know, playing games, you play drums and you know, have a couple of drum sets set up and just share ideas. And if, you know, if anybody had questions, how do you do this? Or, you know, how do you play that beat? Kind of do that. And then from that, obviously, if I get into teaching again, you know, I'd say, you know, hey, I teach and kind of plug myself that way if, and, and start over again. I mean, I haven't taught in years other than a couple of Zoom lessons here and there. But, um, you know, that's that's what I'd like to do is just have another chapter because uh, they used to have different chapters and i think it, it doesn't exist anymore so i'd like to start it again and just you know i feel like that is a very yeah. doable thing yeah and we have the space yes we do i'm right. open to it we for should sure. we should really talk about it and consider yeah. cool. yeah. how we could do that well and you know it could branch out too. uh you know it doesn't just have to be drums you know one day we could maybe have a guitarist or chris you could do stuff and you know um that way People are coming in and, and realizing that, you know, worship music can be very cool and powerful, too, you yeah. know, and uh, to bring people together and, and get them to learn the arts because it's such a lost thing, I, you know, um, and I wish schools would enforce it more. But uh, and I think some of them are. But, uh, you know, just to get that back in and, and get kids involved, um, keep them out of trouble. Yeah, yeah. Right. I like it for sure. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time. Thank I know you've you for had having a long me, day already. Uh, we don't all have glasses in our hands to cheers or anything. So hands in. Hands in the middle. There we go. <laughs> go. Oh, all right. Nice. <laughs> Great show, everybody. Yes. Thanks, thanks for you. having me, man. And stay tuned. Like us, follow us, subscribe, rarcpodcast.com. Um, you can contact us via email. You can reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram as well. The handle is rarcpodcast. Thank you, and we'll talk to you next time. There's something we're supposed to say at the end of every episode. I'll get that. Uh, he can add it. Yeah. Or he'll do it right now. <laughs>